This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Kelsey brothers are getting ready to play against one another in the Super Bowl. We should uh, make a list of some of the more successful brother tandems in sports. We can do that coming up this hour ahead of our double play. Four o'clock, we're giving away tickets to go see Fallout Boy in town. Make sure you're listening. That is one hour away on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Question for you guys at 800-636-1067 right now is, do you feel when you watch the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium and you see the tomahawk chop being done, and as Nats fans, you see this with the Braves in Atlanta constantly as well, like there is a hypocrisy to why, whether it was Cleveland or Washington, had to make the changes they made, but not every organization does. And I don't even know if the best way to say is ask the question, Danny, is that there haven't been changes made, but it does seem like more of it. There's just no one that pressures or bothers. Maybe it's that we're not out there. But I don't get the sense that the Chiefs are answering questions about this. Precisely. And, and that's kind of my whole point here is I remember and I'm aware of. Now, part of it is because we're here, right? And there was a, a number of folks that are, you know, policy wonks inside the beltway and columnists at, at, at the post and, and otherwise were very passionate about the issue talking about the Redskins changing their team name so we were inundated with it right it was all the time but I don't know that that's the case elsewhere and I think that's just part of the reality I'm not saying that's right or wrong just kind of what happened but I don't feel like that pressure's there at all I think a lot of it has to do with Snyder I think a lot of it has to do um, you know, with with this marketplace and it's kind of the perfect storm of events that the outrage was there for this team name that was here in this town. Whether I agreed or not, I understood it. I got that. I don't understand where the outrage is for that tomahawk chop. I I, I can't believe that people aren't more irritated by that. That more are, that more folks aren't more upset by that, and they just kind of it's not only accepted, but it's just sort of ho hum. Oh, isn't that adorable? I I can't, like. I just I can't get past it. I can't understand it. So I guess here's that's my where point. I think we're headed, though, and maybe this is the best thing we can ask as we hit the phones at 800-636-1067. What's the landscape going to look like in this regard in 10 years? Where the, the, the Redskins became the football team, now Commanders, right? Where the Braves still exist in baseball, but the Indians are now the Guardians. Where even with Washington changing its name, you still have the Chiefs. I think the Braves will still be named the Braves in 10 years. And I think the Chiefs will still be named the Chiefs in 10 years. I, I do, think too. Both of those names survive. My guess is, Danny, that within 10 years, there's no longer a tomahawk chop being done at those stadiums. I mean, you can fix the element of whether or not you're playing the cadence or or the, the organ, whatever you, you, you want to call it, in the stadium, but the fans can still do it on their own. It's like saying no longer sing hail to the Redskins. People still are going to sing hail to the Redskins by the thousands at FedEx Field every time they score. I guess the good news is, if you don't want to hear hail to the Redskins, they don't score as many touchdowns. That's the benefit. As you would like. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we will get, the, the farther we get removed from 
a time when no one thought twice about it and everyone said, oh, this is cool. Everyone in the stadium's doing the same thing. Like it was the wave or something. Uh-huh. I think the, the more and more people are going to opt out of it. And that's probably all you can do as time goes on is just get to a point where you, you can't make someone sit in their seat and not do it. You can stop playing the song. You can stop playing the music that they uh, they make the motion along to. But people are still going to do it. And I just think 10 years from now, it'll be way less prevalent than what we see now. But I don't think the Chiefs will ever change their name or the Braves will because, frankly, I just don't think their names are viewed, and probably correctly so, as negatively as the term Redskins was viewed. Yeah, I don't want to say never just because a lot of things have already happened that I thought would never happen, you know, just in, in how far we've gone. But I think it's going to be a while. The 10 years mark, I think, is a good way to look out into the future. I think both will be the same name in 10 years. Let's go to Paul in Southern Maryland on Grant and Danny. How are you, buddy? I'm good, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, and, and thank you very much for, uh, for for choosing this topic to speak on today, guys, because, man, I wish I've, I've been thinking this for a long time, and I wish some definitive answer. Uh, as to why, you know, we were zeroed in on as a team and, and nobody else was. Uh, you know, uh, don't forget, you guys have mentioned a couple of teams. We've also got the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you know, uh, pun intended, somebody clearly had an axe to grind with, with Snyder. Um, and you know, it, it, it's not fair to the fans. And it's, it, you know, if everybody is not treated equally and, and, and Faced to do the same things. Um, even the players. Uh, if, if you remember back to the Cleveland game that we won, thirty-one to twenty, Josh Norman um, celebrated a key interception that iced the game for us and, and did a mock, you know, uh, bow and arrow. Uh, bow and arrow. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, and then the very next game, I think, was the four o'clock game came on, and, and there's Kelsey doing the tomahawk chop. Norman was fined ten thousand dollars, but everybody applauded Kelsey. Like you know, the hypocrisy meter is redlined for me right now. And if you ask me, it's just one item in a long list of reasons why Goodell should not be the commissioner anymore. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate, Appreciate you, buddy. buddy. I think he asked the question: Why is Redskins changed and the others aren't? And I think there's two answers for that. Number one, I think most people would tell you that Washington's name was worse than Kansas City's or Atlanta's name was. Now, Cleveland, again, I think is probably splitting the difference between the two Mm -hmm. as not quite being to the extent of Redskins in terms of being uh, an inappropriate name. But society, you can agree or you can disagree, just decided that that name was worse. And so the urgency to get rid of that name was stronger than to get rid of any other name. Totally. That's number one. Number two, and you have to acknowledge this is a thing, the owners hated, for good reason, but the owner is despised. And you cannot sleep on the fight with minority owners that led to one of those minority owners pulling advertising or threatening to if the name wasn't changed. And the domino effect began where all of a sudden you're not going to be able to sell your jerseys. You're not going to be able to continue to function and make the money you need to make moving forward if you don't change the name. And the debate's over at that point. You have no choice. You took the the, the king on the chessboard and you laid Tipped it down. It over. Let's go to Bob in Norfolk on Grant and Danny. Hey, Bob. Hey, my guys. How are we doing today? What's up, Bob? So I think when you talk about the name Redskins, I think the reason is that it is fruit from the poison tree, and you have to go all the way back to the beginning. It's a pejorative. We know that. And, you know, when you consider the fact that it was George Preston Marshall that came up with the name Redskins, I think that's where the initial outrage comes from. 
because of the fact that he was such an overt racist and things snowballed from there. Snyder didn't Dan Snyder didn't do any do didn't do any favors with the all caps quote. But I think it's because you have to go all the way back to Marshall and the fact that it's you can't logically argue that he did not mean, you know, didn't use the word Redskins as a pejorative when he came up with it as a nickname. And then as far as the Tomahawk Chop goes at both of those stadiums, I think Grant hit it uh, straight on that, you know, as long as the organists aren't playing it anymore, there's there's nothing you can do if 60,000 people in the stands want to, you know, want to spontaneously spontaneously do the Tomahawk Chop. It's a good, it's a, thanks for the call. It's a good thanks, call. man. How how would you get rid of it at that point? I mean, if if, if you're no longer playing, and I think they do, by the way, uh-huh. at both stadiums, I can't say that for sure. I feel like I heard it while watching the Chiefs game. I, I thought Atlanta stopped it in the St. Louis Cardinals series a couple of years ago because Ryan Helsey is a member of a of a Native American tribe. Well, I know tribe. they did for that series, yeah. but I don't, I don't know if they stopped it. If they stopped altogether, if they did, that that's great. But I'm pretty sure I heard it during a Chiefs game here recently. Mm-hmm. That said, let's just say hypothetically that both have stopped playing it, because that's possible for all I know. It's no different, as I said, than people singing Hail to the Redskins, which we kind of giggle at. I don't want to say encourage, but we laugh at. And No one's coming down on anyone for singing Hail to the Redskins. I don't know that they necessarily should. Mm -hmm. But it, it is a way to kind of pay homage to the organization and the players you loved in the past. How are you going to get people to stop doing that? If you have gotten rid of your part as an organization, we're not telling anyone to do it. We're not playing the time for the tomahawk chop on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. We're not playing there the music. There are no music. prompts to do it. What yeah. else can you do? Uh, at, that, at that point, I, you're right. Nothing. There's no any any official word. Uh, but then you're just... Are you not, kicking you, people out each each time no, they do it? There's and, no way, And right? I don't think you should do that. But my, my point is now you're just screaming into the ocean to say, mm-hmm. how does this keep happening at these stadiums? Right. Why are they still doing this? Well, and, for the same reason, fans keep singing "Hail to the Redskins," and I, which I think, by the way, is a great counterpoint. So, I like I'm not sitting here passing judgment or screaming at some fan that lives in Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. Very confusing because the right it's right there on the border. I'm not like do what you want. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm not hurt by it, but some people might be, and I don't know. I, I just don't know what the right thing is that I'm supposed to say here. My question and my confusion is: I remember very loud persistent, constant voices for years about our thing. Whether I agreed or disagreed, I understood that. I don't know where they are about that thing. I don't know where they are about the tomahawk chop. My like if I if I was advising them, okay, like whoever them it happens to be, whether it was the the groups that would um uh constantly bring petition in, in trademark court or file different things against Dan like or our whatever guy it was. who used to work with us here at the fan Mike Wise. Whoever the Mike Wise is in yeah. Kansas City who would constantly write columns about changing the name. Or even if it's wise, here in town, I would go, this is your thing, it's your passion project, that's great. First, got to take down that tomahawk chop. That's worse. That's the worst thing anybody's doing in this space. That's the one seed. That's your that's your AP number one on both the coaches and the, the national press poll. You solve that one, and when you get that one taken care of, now you come back here. Like, like I know I'm saying the same thing over and over in different ways. All I'm saying is, and I'm not... Ripping any one person who's doing any one thing, whatever people like, whatever they don't like. Where is the outrage over that one? Because I heard the outrage over ours. I heard the outrage over over that team name that was here for a very, very long time. Constantly we heard it. Whether we wanted to hear it or not, we heard it. People 
whether it was tweets or phone calls or whatever else, the number of times we did that name change topic type stuff. The team, or Snyder more specifically, hired PR firms. Twitter accounts were established. They would conduct these flimsy studies. Bruce Allen was like, as a matter of fact, we're going to visit, we're going to start up a, a charity. And Dan started the charity, and that was a great expose about how little that charity has done over the last however many years. That was the thing. Where are the same folks that were so mad every single day on this one? I'll never understand why they picked ours over theirs. Let's go to Byron in San Antonio on Grant and Danny on the Odyssey app, which you can always listen to for free. What's up, Byron? Hey, Byron. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Um, I, I'll put it to you like this. It's, it's, um, the, the, the name Redskins is derogatory. It doesn't matter who had, and, and we shouldn't go by why Kansas City's not doing this, why they're not doing that. It's, it's racist, period. Uh, the Cleveland Indians needed to change theirs because when you look at their moniker, it was Jim Crow. Well, remember, they changed they their logo. Old, they, had an Indian, they, they had a big old Indian with a big old nose. Yeah, but, but, but they changed that. that was over, there, the, over the but, years recently, they just had a C for Cleveland. But, but check this out, though. Even though you did that, the roots of it says racism. So you had to go and change the name. Well, I understand, but I'm, you, I'm just saying their logo was no longer a Native American. But, but you can continue. I understand, but what I'm saying is that's what it's been for so long. It's like the Confederate flag. It represents evil. That's why certain coaches don't want to see it, and certain coaches say that, oh, we erect pride in us. If it offends somebody, then you have to get rid of it. And that's just that's just being human. It has nothing to do with being right, being wrong. It's just being human. On the second on the second note, the name, the owner. When you check out the history of the team, the fight song was "Fight for Old Dixie." It comes from a racist place. So, so what I would say, Byron, real quick. Yeah, I understand. I hear you, buddy. What I would say is, no one's disagreeing with you. And I think what we've been saying throughout this, and I'll speak for myself. I think they should have changed the name. I don't have a problem with changing the name. I wish it wasn't Commanders, but they did what they had to do. You ain't lying about that one. <laughs> My point is, <laughs> you're saying, well, there's no reason to, to then talk about the Chiefs. And I'm saying, okay, we've we've got the name change covered. We're now the Commanders. Let's also walk and chew gum and say, why why doesn't anyone seem to care about the other seemingly inappropriate things that happen in other places? And I think there is a conversation as adults we can have on what led to people being so upset with Washington or some of these other places. Now, your point is it's a pejorative, it's a racist name. And I've said that. I think the biggest reason why they changed the name was Redskins is way worse than Chiefs. Redskins is way worse than Braves. I agree. Is that it? I mean, maybe you think it is. Is that the end-all, be-all? That's that's all there is to talk about? That's possible. Well, I think that's some of it. I think that's some of it. And then the other part, it doesn't help that our owner is a butthole. Yeah, I think it doesn't help anything. <laughs> it hasn't helped much at all. It's, it's yeah. a really good phone it's call. Good phone Thank call. You. I appreciate it. I mean, but here's the, here's the part of it that I'm not disagreeing. I'm just sort of saying, reciting that, yeah, George Preston Marshall was a stone cold bigot, was an evil racist sob. Fact. No one disagrees with that. That's like that's where we walk into every conversation knowing that, and a, and a lot of us have found a way to. You know, I mean, I know this. It's, I don't mean to trivialize it, but like I. I didn't, when I was just a little kid watching the Redskins on television, it wasn't, I'm going, yeah, George Preston Marshall, you and your values, terrific. Not at all. The more, as soon as I found out, I'm like, oh my God, that's abhorrent. But John Riggins was really good, and I love Art Monk. See what I'm saying? Like, I, your, your point about 
why we had to change the name here. We we rehashed those. We did that argument. We we it's settled. It's done. It it's over with. The point that we're trying to make here is, or, or I don't want to speak for you, but that that I can't quite quantify is, I saw that process. I get it. We we double stamp everything that that Byron this uh, most recent caller just said. That all happened. Where is anybody raising an eyebrow over this thing that to me is every bit as bad? And if it's not worse, it's real close. I, I guess, and that's my only question. He brought something else up in that call that I think is fascinating. I'll be honest. Now, it's not something that you and I should be legislating on this show, but the threshold of of offense of how many people offense, you need, yeah, and and what should lead to change. I just want to state for the facts here that I would have changed the name. If I took over as the owner, I would have. You're never going to see me with a, a rebel flag. What, what is the actual name? Confederate flag? Mm-hmm. That's that's not me. I'm not, I don't play that game. Whatever that is, is not for me at all. So I, I'm not combating his point in the analogies that he was using. What I am saying, though, is he made the point that if anyone is offended, then we need to change it. That's being human. And I do disagree with that because I think that People get offended really easily now about things they shouldn't be offended by. Mm-hmm. And I, th- there's a larger conversation to be had about what that threshold is. There's a huge philosophical I, discussion. I, right. I agree completely that if you're doing something that millions of people or sometimes thousands, sometimes hundreds, yeah, maybe you need to make a change. But the idea that anyone's offended, we need to change it. That's what being a human is about. I'm not so sure of that because there's no longer a threshold for when you should be offended. <laughs> you know, people just sure. get offended about things they shouldn't be bothered by. So in, in interpersonal relationships, you, you absolutely have humanity. Right. Yeah. If if you come in tomorrow and you go, My name is no longer Grant, my name is and you and you like make up some long name, you and I are friends, I care about you, I will do my best. Right. But at the same time, that's different than now nobody can ever say your name again. I know it's not a great example, but you know, you see what I'm saying? Like you and I, on an individual level, can have humanity with each other. We'll, we'll do our absolute well, our best. Just a better example to me is like if if I'm doing something that annoys my neighbor. Let's say I'm letting my dog out in my backyard to to go pee or something like mm-hmm. that. And one time my dog goes over to their their yard and does it, and my neighbor goes, "Dude, you can't just let your dog out. Put your dog on a leash or something like that." I'll never let my dog out again because my dog's not supposed to go in your yard, and that uh-huh. was rude or whatever. Yeah. My point is just, though, the idea that, like, one person being bothered by something is is too many, I'm not sure if that's the way it's supposed to work all the time or needs to work all the time. Let's go to Chris in Hyattsville. Hey, Chris, how are you? What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, I want to uh, commend you for having a reasonable, calm conversation about this. Thank you, buddy. Uh Listen, I think you both make really valid points. To Danny's point about whataboutism, it is a way to shut down any kind of debate. However, that doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't have changed the name or that it wasn't justified. I think that, and also, Danny, I concur with you and agree with you, I cringe so much when the Braves are in the World Series or in the playoffs because I have to hear that Tom which we've been hearing since the 90s, which was offensive from day one. Because it's not only it's it's mocking an entire people, but not only that, it's putting them in a warlike image, meaning that Native Americans were excessively warlike or violent when really they were only just defending their native land, right? So it's casting a stereotype upon them while mocking them. Uh, I don't think it's right. I don't think the Chiefs should do it. I don't think the Braves should do it. The key thing is, is this, to Grant's point, there are not enough people mad about it 
or have personal animosity against the Chiefs or the Braves owners or ownership groups enough to do anything about it. And as for the Seminoles, I mean, they made a deal with the local uh, tribe, with the tribe yeah. which has has been uh, you know successful monetarily for them. And I wonder if it's Thanks, because, Chris. thank you, Chris, they're really good, so they're likable. Like, I'm not saying if Washington was really good, they'd still be the Redskins, but there is a likability to, like, I love the Chiefs more right now than I've ever loved them. I hit on parlays all the time with the Chiefs, you know, where I'm going, <laughs> Kelsey over, Mahomes uh-huh. over. Like, they're fun to watch. I've been watching this team put up big points for years. Their likability is through the roof in a way it never has been before. And maybe being really good is beneficial in that way. Uh, I texted my buddy Alex Gold, who who works out in Kansas City, is from there, mm-hmm. covers the Chiefs. He says, uh, and I asked him, I said, do they still play the tomahawk chop music in the stadium? He said they stopped for a brief period and tried to convince people to do a closed fist instead of the chop. He said, of course, that didn't work. Now it's back to the normal chop, and they have a drum deck, and they claim they're honoring Native Americans through that, and they have a tribe that they work with, which I think is similar to Florida State. Uh Um, So they're basically back to playing it. And they've given up hope on the close your fist thing. Mm-hmm. But at least now that this is done, they say to honor In collaboration, the right. I mean, what does that language sound like? This is to honor. Remember those excuses? Remember those counter-arguments? I, right. That was about 10 years ago for us. Uh-huh. I, I remember how that ended. If you guys want to hop in, you could try 800-636-1067. You could tweet us at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. The Kelsey brothers getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. We'll look at some of the really successful brother tandems in sports next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a dream come true, man, and you know, it's, uh, it's just cool for my family to be able to get to, you know, have this much fun, enjoying this with everybody, and uh, I want to thank the fans and everybody out there for making it so much fun for me and my family, because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be fun for one of us at the end of the day, but it's, it's definitely a fun ride right now. That's Travis Kelsey, the younger brother. Jason Kelsey is big brother, the best center in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. Travis, maybe the best tight end in the National Football League with the Kansas City Chiefs set to become the first bros to go head-to-head in a Super Bowl game, has us thinking today on Grant and Danny about some of the best tandems of brothers in sports history. 
So I had a, a few lists I put together, right? First, I organized it by sport. I did some research, looked up lists of brothers who have played, obviously. Okay, I got a nice little list I put together. And then I went with, you know, old school and recent. And I think the, the, the best brother tandem in terms of maybe both accomplishment and fame is actually extremely recent. They were coaching in the Pro Bowl this weekend. They're, they're up there. I think it is hard to top Peyton and Eli Manning as far as brothers go in sports history. You've got a couple of two-time Super Bowl champions. Now, Eli can't hold Peyton's jock as far as I'm concerned in terms of quarterbacking careers, but Eli, you'll never be able to take away the two Lombardis, had a couple of magical runs, had a very successful career. Because of those two Super Bowls, like Peyton, he's going to end up probably in the Hall of Fame. What brother tandem would you say is better than Peyton and Eli Manning to start the bidding here? I'm going to do my best to throw a couple your way. I got to go to hockey for two different pairs that I'm going to nominate. How about Maurice and Henri Richard? Your Rocket Richard trophy named after Maurice Richard. Henri Richard, a multiple-time all-star and superstar in his own right, gets overshadowed by his brother, who's now sixth all-time in goals. But that dude was incredible. I'll also see that and raise you Phil and Tony Esposito. One, the best goalie in the world. The other, one of the best goal scorers of all time. One of the great players. How about that as a, as a tandem of uh, a, a brother's plan? So I have both of those guys as the highest-ranking NHL brother tandems. And I'll say this, by the way. I don't know why this is. Maybe you can help me. Why are there so many great brother groups in hockey? I feel like there are more of them when you talk about Henrique and Daniel Sedin, who are both the, Hall of Fame the type Stalls, players. The Stalls, the Sedins, the yeah. Berets. There, there are a ton of these kind of, not just family ties, which happen in every sport, but sometimes it's three or even four brothers. Like you mentioned the Stalls. That's Eric, Mark, Jordan, and Jared. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I can think of one family where you had three NFL players and maybe a fourth in the Fullers, Kendall. And Kyle, and there was a third Fuller brother who another played, Fuller. had a cup of coffee, I think. The Matthews family has had a, just a, a bunch of guys, but it's not all part of the same siblings. But why do you think siblings. hockey is like the most prevalent on this list? I don't know. And by the way, Maurice and Henri Richard and Phil and Tony Esposito, you're talking about some of the greatest players that ever played the game. Yep. And they happen to be brothers. So I, I think you could probably put them right up there with the Mannings and feel pretty good about it. Um, I mentioned some other hockey ones there. Enrique and Daniel Sedin and the Stahl brothers. Uh, you mentioned Bruce and Clay Matthews. So Clay, the young player for the Packers recently that everyone thinks of, mm -hmm. his dad was Clay. And that guy made Pro Bowls out the wazoo with the Browns. And his brother was Bruce Matthews, who was you know a Hall of Fame caliber player as well. Clay played 278 games over 19 seasons. You got 30 some seasons between those two guys. And, you know, as you said, one's a Hall of Famer. Clay's not, which actually really surprised me, right? Bruce Bruce Matthews is. Thought it was one of the you greats mean Clay ever. Clay won. Yeah, Clay the first. Right. Not a Hall of Famer, which I was stunned by. I would have I would have bet all the money that that guy was a Hall of Famer. But that's a pretty good list in the NFL. How about this trio in baseball? Joe Vince and Dom DiMaggio. Now, one of those guys is your headliner there. Joe. Everybody sleeps on the other two, though. Like they were just schlubs. Yep. They weren't. Multiple-time All-Stars, both of those guys, I believe. If you're looking for a triumvirate of brothers, mm -hmm. you're not doing better than the DiMaggio's. By the way, I'm looking up Vince DiMaggio right here. Now, regrettably for him, the only thing he ever led the leagues in, league in was strikeouts, and he led the league in strikeouts a lot. Been there, man. Okay. However, 
he is a two-time All-Star who finished in MVP voting in the top 20 a couple of times in Pittsburgh. Played in a bunch of different places, bounced all over the joint. But as you said, not the most famous of the brothers. Dom DiMaggio actually had an even better career than him as kind of the silver medalist in the family. And I think he missed multiple years because of World War II, memory serves. 298 batting average, didn't play for a three-year span when he was in the military. There you go. And uh, all-stars all over the place, MVP voting. Uh, Yeah, so the DiMaggio brothers absolutely need to be on a short list, I would say. Can I drop one more baseball pair of brothers on you? Honorable mention of the Canseco brothers, Jose and Ozzy. I saw them. Was Ozzy that good? No. Because I just kind of dismissed that one. That was was more for sticks between you and me. What do you got on the... The Martinez brothers. They got a lot on them. How about Ramon Martinez, who is the lesser of the two brothers? I think a lifetime like 3-6 ERA for that guy. It's not like he was some slouch. I think he won well over 100 games. Pedro, obviously one of the greats of all time in an era of ultimate offense. His ERA, I think, was a full run and change less than, than the guy that finished second uh, at the height of the steroid era. That's one of the greatest pitchers ever to live. That's a pretty good tandem right there. Very good. Yeah, Ramon Martinez, Pedro's brother, in his career, once had 12 complete games at a season where he led the league in shutouts and was a all-star multiple times over who finished second in Cy Young balloting in 1990 and fifth in 1995. And he could never hold a candle in the same right. room as Pedro. Yeah, and it's like, oh, out. Ramon's here. Wah, wah. That guy was good. Absolutely. Uh, now, when I was a kid, I thought the coolest thing in the world was that Cal and Billy Ripken were both on the Orioles at the same time. Yep. I think there's something added and cool and special about brothers that are on the exact same team. I don't know why. Yeah, I how about like, double play combos I, on the same team? Oh, exactly. That's pretty sweet. I grew up with two brothers, and I, I just, I'm, I can't put it into words properly just how neat I thought that was the idea because everyone thinks you're going to make the big leagues, and maybe me and Sean and Ryan will be third just base, infield. shortstop, and second base, and or maybe Ben down the street will be first base. Why not? The Ripkins are doing it. Cal and Billy can do it. Anyone can do it. And they're just casually, as you said, meeting at the bag, turning a a 4-6-3 in the middle of the field. They don't make this list, I wouldn't think, because Billy just wasn't on that level. No. Although I'll say he's turned into a good analyst and a good buddy of mine uh, through the years I've worked with quite a bit over at MLB Network Radio. He was an okay major leaguer. No, I mean, he's a big leaguer. It's further than everyone else gets to go. But Cal was on another level. Baseball. The Molinas. The Molina brothers. Benji, Jose, and Yachty. Yachty Molina's going to the Hall of Fame. Just finished his career with the Cardinals. Benji Molina, people sleep. Benji was a good player, good catcher with the San Francisco Giants, some other teams. And then Jose Molina, more of just a defensive stalwart at catcher. But if you're going to be the third best player in your family, that's a pretty good third best player. That ain't bad. They all kind of had a position on lock, too. Do you want a good defensive catcher? There's a great chance you had a Molina. I want to know, and maybe maybe their dad was a big leaguer and I'm just sleeping, but some instruction along the way turned all three of those guys into a great catcher. Whoever did it's that absurd, should be running someone's, they should be a catching coordinator yeah. for some organization. Um, Justin and BJ Upton is a baseball one that I remember recently. I should have got that one. That's a good one. Uh, Virginia Beach kids, by yeah. the way. Both of them, I believe, you could check me on this, but I'm pretty sure both of them were number one overall picks. I know Justin Upton was. I think B.J. Upton was for the Rays as well. Sounds right to me. I know they're both top five picks for sure. What are the chances of that? Let me pull this up. B.J. Upton, draft, uh, second pick. Damn, 2002. 
Just like that, I thought I had something. Well, get out. That's the end number of Number two overall pick. Uh, he should have been number one. You, you don't know who went first that year. No. One of the great busts ever, sadly. Brian Bullington from Ball State to the Pirates. <sighs> then B.J. Upton went after him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the top two picks, both of them, same family out of Norfolk. Let me throw a couple football names your way. Hear me out on this. The Harbaugh brothers. Jim and John. Now. Well, turned well, into good coaches. I don't think I don't John never played. I was gonna say right? I don't know his playing career. I mean he's a special teams coach who they were coaching head to head. How many brothers were coaches for for really good teams? Makes you think, right? That's a pretty good one. How about the Barber brothers? Ron Antiki. Are they the best set of twins? Yes. As far as I'm concerned. Yes. Because I don't think anyone we've named has actually been twins. It adds a whole nother level to it. And you for a long time in my childhood, you could put Tiki and Ronde side by side. And you do like the game they play where they, they put like a, something under a cup on the big screen and you have to say number one, number two, number three, because they spin all the cups around, you mm-hmm. know? If you just move the barbers around really fast and then said who's who, I wouldn't have been able to tell you for a long time as a kid. I, I could pull it off now. But yeah, Tiki and Ronde is very, very good. Uh, I got a couple of obscure ones sports-wise. Boxing. Vitaly and Vladdy Klitschko. On my list, both, I believe, heavyweight champions. Vladdy and Vitaly Klitschko uh, used to be the number one and number two contender at the heavyweight division. I remember when those guys were kind of like ruling the division together. And then another one, kind of obscure, that will not be on your list, I would imagine, is Kyle and Kurt Busch in NASCAR. Never would have had that. How about bumping it? and grinding all the way down the track, trading paint. Two brothers trying to win races. Head-to-head against one another. Let me throw one at you. You don't like you throw it right back. If you don't like this one, you throw it right back, but I think you might like this one. The Robinson brothers. Jackie, we know. Four-sport athlete at UCLA. Was he related to Brooks? I didn't know. No, 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 no. The resemblance. I just didn't notice. One of the greatest athletes of all time. So he broke the color barrier, obviously. People know him for that. You're talking about Jackie Robinson. Yeah, Jackie Robinson. People don't properly appreciate how great an athlete he was at UCLA. Again, and then he was at Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. His brother was a silver medalist. His brother, I think, was 10, 11 years older than he was. He lost to some guy by less than half a second named Jesse Owens at the Olympics. Mac Robinson, sort of completely forgotten in the annals of history. A, again, because Jesse Owens is one of the greatest athletes ever to walk the planet. And his brother, Jackie, pretty important historically. Mac Owen, uh, Mac Robinson, brother of Jackie, the Robinson brothers. They're up there on the all-time pantheon, all time. I would say. Pow and Mark Gasol recently. Oh, we didn't give them. them any love. If you guys have anyone we're forgetting that you think's worthy of a nod, give us a shout. 800-636-1067. One of the over-talked-about storylines of the week here at the Super Bowl is Travis and uh, Jason Kelsey going head-to-head. So we put a little different twist on it. We're just thinking about some of the really impressive brother tandems in sports on G&D today here on The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. With Danny, I'm Grant. You are listening to The Fan. We'll get you a double play coming up in just a moment. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. We are just five days away from the Super Bowl on Sunday. And we're only 13 minutes away from giving away another pair of Fallout Boy tickets, which we're doing today at 4 o'clock right here ahead of our Beltway Blitz. Next hour, if you're Eric Bieniemy, are you just leaving Kansas City to go somewhere else to call plays in an effort to get a head coaching job? And related to Eric Bieniemy and possibly leaving, he told the media yesterday at Media Day that he has interviewed for the Colts head coaching job. He hasn't had any conversations with any other teams about just being an offensive coordinator in the event that he doesn't get that job. But that's something he'll talk to Andy Reid about after the Super Bowl. Washington still does not have a coordinator. I mean, is, should we assume that they're going to try to make the enemy their guy? Is that why this is taking so long? We'll get to all of that coming up after our Beltway Blitz in the 4 o'clock hour. But it is time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. What do you know about the name Taylor Sheridan, GP? Got nothing. No file? I didn't either until I started putting two and two together. If you watch a show on Paramount Plus, there's a great chance Taylor Sheridan is responsible for it. Have you ever seen the movie Sicario? Yes, I have. Outstanding film. Taylor Sheridan. Sicario Day of the Soldado. Taylor Sheridan. Wind River. Taylor Sheridan. Yellowstone. 1883. 
1923, mayor of Kingstown, all Taylor Sheridan productions. I'm the mayor of Kingstown. No, Taylor Sheridan is. You're talking about the mayor of Easttown? No, that's mayor of Easttown on HBO. Mayor of Kingstown. That's me. No. When I used to live no, in no, Kingstown, no. right next K- to Topgolf. You are, I think it's slightly different spelling. This one M-A-R-E? is. M-A-R-E? No, no, no. Mayor. Yeah, I'm the mayor You're of the Kingstown. You're the mayor of Kingstown. Jeremy Renner, I think, stars in this one. Maybe it's about you. I don't even know. Where you just go to like Glory Days sometimes and you hit golf balls yeah, at Top Golf. You go over to Lucky's before it closes. And yeah. Chicken wings. and That's the whole show. You go to Top Golf before it becomes Rudy's and you just kind of walk around with your dog every now and then. Yeah. Jeremy Renner plays you. I didn't even realize. I haven't even watched it yet. You go to the movies all the time. I didn't even know about this guy. I saw there's one character I liked on the show, Yellowstone, which is fantastic, by the way. And I was like, I like that dude. And my wife goes, well, that's the guy that made up the show. And I've gone into this deep dive. This dude just puts out smash hits. He creates amazing things. So we're watching now, 1923, um, on Paramount+. Plus. It comes up each week. I think we're up to four or five episodes at this stage. It's outstanding. Harrison Ford is great. Uh, and it, Helen Mirren's really, really good. It's kind of the normal life on the ranch in Montana. Everyone's trying to take the land. And these people are fighting it off. It's so good. Taylor Sheridan is a stud. That's my double play for you. Is I had no final who Taylor Sheridan was as of 48 hours ago. I'm now here to tell you, whatever this guy produces, kicks ass. And he's also very handsome. There was a time in my life when I would go to the movies and I would realize, I would be looking up showtimes and I'd say, what's out this weekend? What's coming out? And I just love going to the movies and I would see that random kids movies from like 15 years before were going to be showing that weekend at like 1 o'clock. And I would always go, that's so weird. Why would anyone spend money to go to the theater to see a movie that was out 10 years ago that's readily available streaming on a bunch of app services? And then this weekend, I was in the movie theater with my kids watching Happy Feet 2, which came out (laughs) in 2013. And I'll tell you why people do it. Young people listening who Uh wonder, why would anyone do that? Older people listening who say, who are the people that actually do that? It's this guy who's craving a little popcorn, little air conditioning, and also has some kids he wants to get out of the house. You know, you, you, you want to get the kids, you want to do an activity. Why don't we do anything? Why was I at the St. James all day on Saturday uh-huh. just watching them jump on trampolines and, and go up into the water park and just standing there getting my jeans wet? Why was I doing that? It's because it was time was passing. I kept looking down at my watch and I went, all right, bedtime's three hours away. Bedtime's two hours away. I was the guy yep. in the movie theater yep. to watch the film that has been out for 11 years. Been there. And by the way, a lot of people talk about Happy Feet all the time. They over-talk about it. I think that movie stinks compared to all the new kids Which movies. one's Happy Feet? Is that the penguin? A lot of penguins doing a lot of dancing. Okay. Whatever. It's fine. I'm obviously not the target audience. Okay. But I go to movies with my kids like Bad Guys or Sing 2 or whatever the yeah, new movies I wa- are. I had a good time watching Sing. I thoroughly enjoy those movies. Yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm stu- it's it's almost like um you're asking me to respect a player from 25 years ago when I I know how good the sport is now. So I am coming at this after I've already seen how amazing Peyton Manning is and you want me to look at at Joe Montana's credentials. You know, you want me to mm-hmm. l- look at John Elway the same way. Happy Feet 2 can't hold the the jock of some of the stuff that I'm up on right now. Bad Guys, you seen Bad Guys? No, which one's Bad Guys? Bad Guys is great. It's like a wolf and a snake and a, a piranha. It's all these animals that are uh-huh. maligned, and you know they're the bad guys in all the stories, and they're bank robbers, and they're trying to steal stuff, but they become good in the end. Great film. Check it out. 
Me and my, my, me and my guy were watching it. Better tonight. or worse than Wreck-It Ralph? Not a Wreck-It like, Ralph guy. Similar to, to but the similar premise, right? Where Wreck-It Ralph's the guy, I want to be a good guy. And like, that's the kind of the story. I don't know Wreck-It Ralph. You know Final Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, that's 10 years ago. I mean, I, I, I'm new to this. My kids are, are three. Dude, Disney Plus, it, it, the same menu that's going to lead you to Elsa. You scan down a little bit, you'll find Wreck-It Ralph. Right, but you're missing the entire point of this segment, which is that the 2012 Wreck-It Ralph release, which yep. is the same as the 2012 Happy Feet 2 release, yeah. those movies aren't on the level of these movies now. That's my whole point. Mm, I don't know about that for Wreck-It Ralph. That one's, that one's great. I mean, I could watch that and get back to you a little bit if you want. Like John C. Riley may have done something special, done something different. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, Happy Feet 2 didn't really do it But for to me. get back to, the, to your point, though. The popcorn was great. Uh, well, yeah, who's, who's, go, who's, who's doing that? Every dad of, of a kid younger than six is. That's the answer. I literally looked at the movies a week ago, and I'm like, there's nothing out still. When is a kid movie coming out? And then we're, we're getting ready to go to church, and I'm like, man, there's nothing to do today. What are we going to do? I wanted to take them over to the – there was a, um, a Paw Patrol live show in Fairfax. But I look up the tickets. They're over 100 a pop. Yeah, we looked at that, too, and we yeah. had the same uh, response. And I said, well, I guess we're not doing that. So then I said, well, well maybe a movie. Boom. Happy Feet 2. And for a second, I thought, is this a new movie? This sounds like something that came the out sequel. a while ago. Nope. Came out in 2013, but I will gladly take the kids. They haven't seen it yet. New to them. Appreciate all of your tweets that are still coming in at Grand H. Paulson at Funny Danny with uh, different brothers that we had not mentioned. Some really, really good answers here uh, that didn't get love on the show. I know a lot of you were on hold as well. Uh, the McCordy twins who won a Super Bowl together. Levon and El Duque Hernandez. Oh, both good ones. How about we did? How did we not talk about the Watts? JJ and TJ Watt. Oh, geez. And there's a, a Derek Watt, the third Watt. Who's he's like a fullback. Fred, he's Fred Claus in that family, but he's there too, I guess. Caught a touchdown this year. On a Shannon t- and Sterling Sharp St- as a tandem. By the way, people hibernate on how good Sterling Sharp was before his injury. They don't remember. Stefan and Trayvon Diggs. Are they the two seed in the NFL right now behind the Kelseys? Got to be. Yeah. Stephon I mean, Stefan's great. He's top five wide receiver. And Trayvon's probably a top. Depends on what you're looking for in a corner. Seven corner. Do you want a turnover machine? That's that guy. How about Thomas and Julius Jones, the running back? I got sized. Ooh, yeah. Julius from Notre Dame. Thomas Jones at UVA was awesome. I was going to say one of them, UVA, the other, Notre Dame. But both of those guys, really good players. Now, I remember Thomas Jones from the Cardinals, and I'm going to say the Jets. Julius Jones, I remember from the Cowboys. I don't know where else he ended up. Maybe Seahawks, I think. Yeah, Sounds right to me. Played for the Seahawks. Grant and Danny on the fan. We're giving away tickets to see Fallout Boy next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 